Hey everyone, welcome to the Wild and Free podcast. I'm Ainsley Arment, and we're recording this special episode due to a heartbreaking event that's occurred in our community. We wanted to come together to show our support for a very dear family. Thanks for joining me. This year has ushered in more brokenness than we could have ever imagined. Last week, our community grieved the loss of a beautiful mother. Emily Mitchell of The Hidden Way was a radiant light to her family, friends, and so many of us in this wild and free community. Just last Wednesday, she was unexpectedly taken home to heaven along with her unborn child. We are heartbroken and can only imagine the grief and sorrow her precious family is experiencing right now. She was not unlike you and me. She loved her family fiercely, adored her husband, longed to give her children a childhood of wonder, whispered prayers over their sleeping heads, and hoped for a beautiful future for them. She will not be forgotten. On the evening of December 26th, our community hosted a virtual vigil on Instagram. Thousands of mamas lit a candle in M's honor and posted a photo using the hashtag Vigil for M. We lit up the world with remembrance of our beloved friend to let her family, her children, and her friends know just how much she impacted all of us. We had recently recorded a conversation with Emily for this podcast, but she passed away before we had time to air it. We decided to share it with you today. But before we do, I'd like to read something Emily shared on her Instagram feed last March. It captures what a kind-hearted, free-spirited, humorous, and beautiful person she was. Here's the post Em wrote. May we find the courage to love. May we find the courage to give ourselves fully without expecting anything in return and without fear of being hurt. Seek to show light in the face of darkness. Show Jesus every chance you get, because this life ends, and yet it's not the end. Go outside, smell the breeze, feel the sun on your skin, laugh with your children about silly things, fight to show patience and kindness, pursue peace with everything you've got, forgive today, don't wait till tomorrow, don't say, I'll take time to listen tomorrow, or I'll take time to sit and talk tomorrow. Don't be deceived into thinking that the mundane, the little moments, the routine, is just time that needs to be passed by, waiting for the real things to arrive. The little things are all the big things are, added up day by day. When it's gone, you will wish you realized that those small moments, those regular moments, were in fact the entire thing. They were all of it. They were where the light was all along. Don't let the failures of yesterday rob any more from you today. Give more hugs. Look people in the eye and really listen. Tell them how thankful you are for them, that you're glad to be with them, because someday you won't be. And something tells me when that day arrives, you will do anything to go back in time and shake yourself into being more present, into investing more, into loving more, into making time more. So don't wait, fight to do it now. 
every day pursue it. Every day seek to listen to that still, small voice. Because tomorrow is not promised, and today is a gift. Love, M. Here's the conversation Emily had with Jennifer Pepito. Hi, so glad to be here. This is so fun. Yes, I'm very excited to get to chat with you. So tell me a little bit. I think that winter, sometimes people are like done. You know, Julie Bogart had this in her book, The Brave Learner. She talked about how the fall is for classical schooling. The spring is for crafts and the early winters for crafts and spring is for getting outside. And I do understand that, you know, we can start to get a little stir crazy in the winter when we're stuck inside and the normal rhythms that should be sustaining can start to feel boring yeah no we I definitely think we revamp around this time in fact we just did a readjustment of our rhythm and we're doing earlier bedtimes and we're rising with the sun so we're getting a little more sunlight because keeping our spirits up in the winter is definitely something that I have to work on because it is it gets so dreary and it gets so cold where we live and um, you know all the color is gone and um, it's just easy to kind of focus on what once was in the summer and now is no longer here. So what I try and do is just really be centered in the season and just really try and just find the hidden treasures that only come with winter. Do you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. So like like I said, we've been going to bed a lot earlier um, and being usually we're so loose in the summer, right? Like we want to get all the sun. We are out to the sunsets. And now with the sun setting earlier, we're in bed earlier and we're getting more of that sunlight in the morning. And it's just, you know, it's actually kind of been magical because it's turned into part of our rhythm to watch the sunrise, which we don't do in the summertime. You know, like we sleep in a little later because we're going to bed a little later because we're outside longer. So I would say that that's been really great for my spirits lately. It's interesting because I think a lot of mothers feel like the great ideal, and I know I struggled with this. I I have to say struggled because I never really achieved this. The great ideal was that you would wake up before your children. So you would have this hour of quiet time. But for me, it felt like every time I got up a little bit earlier, my children would also get (laughs) up earlier and I would never get quiet time. I would just be more tired. That's exactly what happens to me. Okay, so we're on the same page. That's... I've, I've nearly given up. Well, I've given up in this season. Like I've given up in the sense that I'm just embracing what is because instead of being constantly like discouraged that I keep trying to wake up earlier and they keep w- waking up earlier. Now I'm just like, you know what? This is, this is how it is right now. This is what we're doing. And we're all going to wake up and we're going to enjoy the sun. And I'm kind of getting that quiet time because the sun sets so early. I'm getting that quiet time on the other end of the day with them going to bed a little bit earlier. So like where I can like clear my head. That's really good. Yeah. And I love too, that you're looking at it as, you know, okay, let's all enjoy this beautiful morning together. And I think that there's sometimes some strategy involved. Like one of the things that helped me is just learning to set out, you know, make it 
easy for my children to get a little cup of Cheerios so that yes, they weren't exactly crying in the morning. Because <laughs> I don't think it's so much that we mind having our beautiful little children toddling around in the no. morning. It's just more them pulling at us and whining or we're trying to read And something. asking us to do tasks that require any brain activity at all, like before we have our coffee. Like that's exactly, like, in fact, we do. We do cups of Cheerios. We do um, bananas is like we support the entire banana industry. Bananas are a mom's best friend, you know, because they're ready to go. You don't have to, they can usually peel them themselves. And it kind of just gets them, instead of being bombarded, we have four kids. So instead of being bombarded with four kids who need to eat right away, like I can say, I can buy myself a little time with say, okay, well, go get your banana here. Come get your, get your cup of Cheerios. Mommy's going to, you know, get her coffee. Mommy's going to get the eggs going. And we just kind of ease into it that way. So it's yeah, really good. I love yeah. that. That's so smart. And bananas are like the perfect food. They are. Food. They are. They're, they're the perfect yeah. food. Okay. So tell me about morning time. Are you guys morning time people where you have your morning basket and you do the whole morning time we, thing? We have been in the past. We are not currently because we have been, well, we've had a formal morning basket many times. And my kids actually have been asking me, they want to go back to that. And they, cause they kind of love having, um, when we do morning basket, they're able to give their input. So like they kind of decide what goes in the morning basket. If there's something that they're really interested in, like my son really wants to learn about different animals. And he was just telling me the other day, you know, he's like, mom, I could write out all these names of these animals on these cards. And then every morning for morning basket, we could reach in and we could pick out one and we could see which one we're going to read about and look up, you know, and watch a YouTube video or something about so they really, they're um, very involved in that. And I do want to get back to that. We have um, lately kind of been doing a, not a formal morning basket, but like a morning rhythm where um, we're very slow in the morning. I have them listen to like on a perfect day. I mean, every day is, you know, can be different, but on the perfect day, while they're having their breakfast, they listen to a podcast that I really love, which is the Truth Seekers podcast. And that's like a Bible story for kids. And um, they can just quietly listen to that while I'm finishing cleaning or making and they're kind of easing into, you know, waking up their brains with that while they eat, then we clean up. And then for our, I would say what's become our quote unquote morning basket is that they have things in the morning that they can do independently in a group together. So like we all go upstairs, we all take out our, um, like we have, we do good in the beautiful. So we all have the daily dose for math. So we all do our daily dose together. It's, it doesn't require a lot. We all um, do our recitation of whatever scripture we're working on. So we'll say it together. We'll take turns saying it. And then we'll all go through as a group saying like our math facts of our doubles and our, um, our tens pairs, you know, like three plus seven is 10. So we all say that together. We do the month of the year song, the months of the year song. And then we, they, they may like do some copy work while I read a chapter from a read aloud. So that's kind of become like our morning rhythm, but there's something that's like ceremonial, um, ceremonious. I don't know how you say it about having an actual morning basket with things in it and yeah well I actually love what I love what you're doing because I think sometimes that is a helpful rhythm too you know right, right now our morning time our morning basket yeah, morning time, is yeah. quite a lot of reading mm -hmm. aloud like you know we read from devotional literature we read from a history read aloud we read from like a more non-fiction history read aloud so there's a lot of reading but then sometimes the math facts and things like that yes. get pushed back so I love that you you know, even 
kind oh, of as homeschoolers thinking creatively oh, about. Oh, I couldn't hear you. Yeah, I think sometimes homeschoolers thinking creatively about morning time and saying, okay, well, it doesn't have to be always reading aloud. It could be that our morning time for a while is going to be working on some facts practice so that we yeah. get uh, a handle and I on math. I don't remember who or, I heard that from. That was definitely, um, I've listened to homeschool sisters. I've listened to homeschool on, I've listened to, you know, the morning basket podcast. There's like a few moms that go through that. And it's definitely been suggested that, you know, you can incorporate like my five-year-old, like she may not be ready to be learning a certain level of math, but it's, it's a certain, it's the memorization that like, you just have to repeat it and we can just all say it together. She doesn't know what she's saying, but she's digesting it. She's being exposed to it. And we're all saying it together. Even my three-year-old starts to say it, you know, like you just, it's just kind of a group activity. So I do feel like including math facts is like a really quick use, like a really wise use of your time and a quick way to get in some of that math for everybody, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I love to, I think that sometimes people get intimidated by doing morning time with multiple ages together, but I do love that when we're doing sort of a one room schoolhouse approach to homeschooling, all of our children are getting yes. information that's sort of above their heads and, and maybe it won't, maybe they won't totally understand it at first, but at some point. Yeah, and you know, what's the- funny is that my, okay, so my five-year-old, so we're not really doing too much. I mean, She's kindergarten, I would say, traditionally. She's in kindergarten. But I haven't really done any, um, like, formal math facts with her. But she she doodles. She draws all day. She's an artist. And part of what she includes in her drawings is math equations because she's included in our morning routine of everyone together saying the same math facts over and over again. And so I will find on her pages that she includes, you know, like seven plus three equals 10. And she just writes it out. I don't even know, like she is learning completely by osmosis. Do you know what I mean? Like I am not teaching her seven plus three equals 10. And I don't even know if she fully comprehends what that whole thing represents and means, but it's laying the foundation. Do you know what I mean? And it's effortless because she just feels like she's being included with the big kids and it's just a fun group activity. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a great way to kind of bring learning to all of our children together. So tell me a little bit about how your family uses media, because I think that then is a temptation in the winter, especially if you live yeah. in a climate where it's really uncomfortable getting outside for long periods of time. How do you decide how much is enough? How do you decide how much well, is too much? I think that fluxes. I always tell my kids like, in a perfect world, I would, you know, be perfectly fine with zero media, you know, and just that we were just handcrafting and reading books all day. But, you know, realistically, we live in a world of media and there's a lot of educational benefit to certain media. And then, you know, the reality is that some days, you know, we may all be sick or, you know, we may be, you know, snowed in and like there's value. There's like a, a different value in watching a movie together as a family. You know, like I have some of my best memories growing up from you know, just gathering around a special movie, like a tradition movie, like a movie that every year we would watch, like we would watch White Christmas, you know, so like that is part of, I feel like the enchantedness that, you know, media can be used as a tool. We definitely have phases where, you know, I fail and we do too much media, you know, on the days that it's like overwhelm or I'm just, you know, was up all night with, you know, 
my three-year-old, she just turned three. So she's still getting teeth and stuff. So sometimes it's just, just complete maxed out. And you're like, you know what, we're going to give ourselves grace today. And we're going to take it easy today. And if we have to use TV, then we're going to use TV and we can, you know, we're going to start fresh tomorrow. And, um, I think like the biggest thing is not, I think it's always good to strive for balance. And I think on the days that you lack balance to forgive yourself and try again, I do find that I try and as a rule, we try and do no media in the morning. And then, um, we do what I call rest time. Um, which is after lunch every day. And while some days we get through without media there too, but that is my time that I'm saying it is okay. I've decided that this is okay for me to take a break right now. And if the kids need to, you know, put on a show or watch a movie, this is the time they're going to do it. They know that it's not happening until then. And then they know when it's, when, you know, when it's over, we're turning it off and we're going to get back to whatever. You know, and I think that every family's different and what you love is going to be different. But I do think we have to be mindful about it because it's just so, so easy. easy to kind of let it happen. You know, they pick up an iPad, they start playing a game and we're like, Oh, they're and occupied. You know, this I can do what I want. Me. We don't have iPads and my kids don't have individual, what would you call it? Individual devices, but they have learned how to use my Chromebook. So just in the last couple of weeks, and that's why I'm saying like it's in flux because just the last couple of weeks they have mastered the Chromebook. So now that's kind of like, this is a new phase for us. I've never had this problem before where they can really do it themselves. So I have definitely had to be more mindful, but it's also been, it's, you know, it's like on one hand, I'm saying it's my responsibility to control their media intake. But on the other hand, it's also provided a lot of opportunity with my two older ones to talk to them about, you know, the impact that too much media has on our minds. Um, screen time, I should say, screen time. Um, and just the impact, you know, that I want them to, that if they're they're just sitting there and they're not learning, if they're just passively taking in something, then they're wasting an opportunity. And we actually had, not to be like too heavy, but we had a discussion the other day where I was like, you know, we are not, we don't even know if we're going to be alive tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? Not to like give them fear, but to kind of give them, and they, they took this the right way, to give them kind of like a sense of let's, let's not waste our time today. You know, like it's okay to use media, but at some point, you know, like, you know, like, is this being wasteful? Like, is it time to like, what else can I do to develop myself today? What else can I do to learn? What else can I do to grow? I tell my kids a lot that we, it's our job. It's their job as kids. Their job is to every day try and develop themselves in some way, develop their skills, grow into the best them that they can be. Because, you know, when they're grown up, there are going to be really amazing things and jobs and tasks that, you know, the Lord, we're a family of faith. So the Lord has, wants them to be prepared to do. And he's giving them this special time to become all that they can be. So that kind of has been giving them a little bit of ownership and they're, because they take that seriously, they're like, oh, I want to be prepared when I'm older. I want to, um, you know, know how to do this. And I want to be, um, you know, I don't want to waste my time so that I'm ready to do what needs to be done when I'm, when I'm a grown up. What are, whatever exciting things or whatever important jobs I, that are there that are, you know, planned for my life. So they've, we're, so we're trying to find like a balance of like, not just me telling them you can't have screen time because it's bad. And mommy says no, but also like kind of helping them take it in a personal 
way that helps them um, just feel ownership and have it be more self-motivated to kind of like, they'll come to me now, they'll be like, mom, you know, I can tell my brain is feeling mush today, you know, like I need to, we need to like, let's go outside or let's, um, let's go, you know, do drawing or writing or do something fun or, you know, work on school or whatever. So that's where we're kind of at with that. I mean, it's, it's a new season for us because, you know, my oldest is, I keep forgetting, I think he's turning nine. (laughs) You start to forget, but my oldest is turning nine. And so like, this is like a new frontier for me and we're, we're in process of navigating it. Yeah. And, and it does take a lot of observing your child and sort of understanding how they interact with it. I know for us, one of the things that I tell my kids is that I want us as a family to be producers of media and not consumers. And so I'm, I'm a lot more willing to let them be on, on a screen if they're making a video or taking and editing pictures, things that actually create something as opposed to just scrolling through other people's. And, and obviously there's a certain amount of having to, you know, even with literature, um, having to take in good literature before you can write good literature, having to look at good pictures before you know how to make good pictures. But I just want there to yeah. be the balance. And I exactly. think that that's so, like something that um, like every mom, each mom has been given a set of skills and strengths and weaknesses, and they've been paired purposefully with their children and their children comes with strength, come with strengths and weaknesses. And I think that as moms, we just have to try and put the blinders on and, you know, not get discouraged. Like, it's good to, like, get ideas from people and see what other people are doing. But at the end of the day, like, you know, trust that we are the mom and that we are capable of mothering these children. And we, I always say, like, you know, like, we have brains, just use your brain, you know, think and and do, you know, and assess the situation and make the adjustments as you need to. And tomorrow is always new. So even if you failed at this, even if this is something that you are not succeeding in, you're not having success over and you're not using media in the in a right way. And again, that's subjective. I don't want to, you know, make anyone feel, you know, past judgment on how anyone decides to use media. But for you, if you decide that you aren't happy with how media is being um, utilized in your family, you have the position and you have the permission as the mother to change that course, you know, and tomorrow's a new day and you can, you know, band together your little group of little children and, you know, tell them, Hey, like we haven't been using it this way, or we're going to use it this way. These are the reasons why, you know, and, and I just think that moms should have confidence in leading their children in that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. You know, I think every family has to do, you know, has to find their own way. But definitely our children are kind of looking to us for guidance and leadership. And it's okay to take that role. So, well, it's been super fun to chat with you, Emily. I'm really excited about how families in the wild and free community are going to be inspired to maybe change up their rhythm a little bit or find a new rhythm to kind of redeem the dark days of winter thank you so much for having me jen emily mitchell wife to a devoted husband mother to four children earthside and one with her in heaven she will never be forgotten we send our love and prayers to her family and if you'd like to also show support financially we'll include the gofundme page in our show notes May we all be inspired to love deeper and hold our loved ones a little bit closer. Each moment is a gift.